the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, here we are uh, recording on the 7th. Fifth? <laughs> on the fifth? <laughs> so, so I don't pay attention to the dates yeah. anymore. <laughs> I just got back from Hawaii, man. I don't That's know. That's right. Uh, aloha. Aloha. Is, aloha. Is that what they... Yeah. yeah. I heard that quite a bit out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is great. I'm back. I'm glad to be uh, glad to be back in Charlotte and get you know hitting the ground running, doing some comedy and stuff. But yeah, it was, I was in Hawaii. I'm a big deal. What can I say? <laughs> I know. So is... How much of what we know about Hawaii... Like aloha or like delays when you get off the plane, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. How much of that is for tourists, and how much of that is like legit Hawaii culture? Ah, uh, man, I, I would say somewhat. A lot of it is is just tourist yeah. stuff, but uh, but some of it felt authentic when you were there. I would say you know for the most part, if you're on the plane or in a tourist place, it does definitely feel t- like a tourist thing. Yeah. But outside of that, I think there's there's definitely like a kind of a, a really beautiful culture out there with yeah. all that, but. Um, so it sounds it? like like Hawaii beat Hawaii is the Myrtle Beach of the Pacific Rim. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that's I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, boy, this feels like <laughs> dirty Myrtle. But don't get me wrong, I love Myrtle Beach. But <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I would see we're staying in places and and doing things that Myrtle just doesn't have. <laughs> is that fair yeah. to be gentle? Like volcanoes. Yeah, like volcanoes, yeah, for example. Yeah. Uh, Coffee. We uh, yeah, it was really fun. Stayed in the, an amazing resort for a couple of days and had that experience, you know, right on the water. And then yeah. then went to uh, uh, stayed at a coffee plantation um, in a, kind of a small town there, which was sort of like a port for a lot of uh, cruises and stuff. So we did some fun things. It was amazing, man. Yeah, it sounds was, horrible. Yeah, it was sounds, it was really sorry. tough. And uh, you know, it was interesting. Uh, a lot of times I'll try to find you know comedy and and do some comedy wherever I'm at. This time was, I'm just going to go be a person. I just tried that out, and you know what? What was that like? Ah, turns out I'm a person. <laughs> I'm actually, a, I'm actually a person, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Who friggin' knew? Uh, I don't buy it. I was wondering if you uh, managed any stage time in, in Hawaii. Yeah, I, yeah it, was, it was just a... I kind of made that decision before. I was like, I'm not going to That's cool. that. I'm yeah. just going to go and, and have some fun. You know, you can get burned out doing, yeah, yeah. doing it so much, and, I have to, and it's been weird... I did a um, was on a show last night, which was a great show. But I hadn't been on. This was the longest I think that I. It's only about two weeks, but it was the longest <laughs> I'd gone without getting any stage time. Wow, doing any time at all. Yeah, so I felt uh, uh, it actually felt kind of good to do that and to, to yeah. unplug and, and you know yeah. that kind of thing. Did you really put your cell phone down while you were out there? Or? No, no, no. I was constantly. It's not get carried away. But I'm back, and uh, and it's awesome, and I'm excited to be here. And I, it does feel like a like a total reboot of yeah. of everything. Honestly, well, that's awesome. the travel was was kind of crazy. I had I had one of the experiences that I mean, it was straight out of a movie. Uh, felt like the plane was going down. Oh no! Yeah, it was a proper uh, like it was a, it was fearful. What I learned when I start, first started flying as you know younger guy, I had that same fear, I think, that people have when you fly. You're like, oh, my God, this is scary. You know, you're going to crash or whatever, right? Maybe I was a little bit of a wimp about it. Don't care. That's how I felt. And then I just started flying so much. I was like, oh, this is dumb. I can, this isn't a problem. And then I had this flight. And what I realized was my initial fear was strictly theoretical and imagination. Yeah. This was a flight where it was like elevator drops, Oof. tipping on everywhere. We were flying into Nashville, which my, was my last sort of layover. And they tried to land twice and had to pull out of it. And I've never ex- experienced that before. I didn't know that was a thing that, that people did. I thought that was on <laughs> like aircraft not carriers land and shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, get to a certain point and you were bouncing around and then they would just gun it and take off. And Oof. the pilot came on after, you know, after two tries and he was like, I wouldn't say he was out of breath, but I, I felt the <laughs> the tension in his voice. Feel He's like, 
yeah, guys, we're not, we're just not going to do that again. That uh, oh, it, the weather's a little little too bad. It's just you know what? It's just not safe. We're not going to do that. They, they said the weather's going to change here in a little bit, so we Oof. went back up and flew around for about twenty. minutes. You don't want to hear that. No, you don't want to hear your. You don't. Your and, pilot go. Nope, I'm out. Yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to do this. And there and the the flight attendants nowhere to be seen, which means they were buckled up. They were sitting yeah. in a seat somewhere, which also freaked me out. So that's no good. And uh, yeah, it was when it was the only flight that I've ever literally gripped the you know your your whatever you call them the hand you're rest. just hand rest, arm rest. Arm rest or yeah. whatever just like legitimately like your seatbelt was working i made my seatbelt work for the first time <laughs> in an airplane that was keeping me in my seat it was really super intense Oof. and we landed and and um it because we were so long we took so long to do this i had to get off the flight and hustle to <laughs> to my next flight. exactly what you want exactly to what i wanted to, to do another, yeah. i'm like texting my mom just like <laughs> i don't tell you this enough mom i love you, you know? <laughs> and uh yeah i actually truth be told i went and had a quick drink and yeah, uh yeah. slammed that down and then got got on the next Oof. flight and you know within 20 minutes was sitting in another plane and and yeah it was uh pretty intense man it was uh, interesting yeah i think you know I know that people get upset, you know, when their flights get canceled and things like that. But d- d- let's just trust, <laughs> yes. you know, that the airlines know yeah. when maybe things aren't that's f- optimal. That's fair. <laughs> <Can> that's fair. <laughs> my, Stupid will... American canceled my <laughs> flight. No, let's let's. I'll certainly, uh, yeah, trust trust them in their acknowledgement of the weather and whether or not it's good to fly. That's it was a, definitely that that sort of thing. It was, that shit was scary. Man. Well, thank God you're all right. Yeah. That's... Yep. We I I made it out, so it's we can all laugh about it now. But I got in town and and uh, and uh, for you know a couple of days, actually went up to Asheville right away. Was in the mountains for a couple of days for a wedding, which was really great. Uh, Lucy Wilson, uh, congratulations to you and Field. Uh, they're in the uh, Charlotte uh, comedy community. They're okay. uh, Robot Johnson, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. writers and performers. Yeah. So uh, yeah. uh, good for them. Really wonderful wedding. They looked amazing and and it was very exciting. So good for them. Happy for those guys. They have a show coming up. I want to say it's December 9th. Yeah, it's um, the first couple of weeks of December. It's their like twelfth yeah. Robot Johnson's twelfth anniversary or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a great show. Uh, yeah. I believe it's at the Evening Muse again, but we can we'll, we'll confirm that between yes. now and then. Uh, but the last one, Brian, you were there and yeah. said it was a pretty amazing. It was show. great. Uh, so I'm I'm always a fan of them. I'm excited for what they got coming up. You wouldn't uh, think that sketch would work. Sorry. I'm a pro. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't think that sketch would work at the Evening Muse, but they really—I mean—they made it work. It's, sure, it, it, it's a, you know just because the stage is such a small space, there's really no right. backstage area. Right. It's hard to get on and off. But they—they they, um, did you know a couple things I had never seen a sketch group do before that helped them use that space. It was—it was cool. It was uh, really, really great. cool. I, I, I love to hear that being innovative and, and yeah. trying to you know maximize the space even if it's small. That's that's pretty cool. And of course, it's. That group that's doing it, they're just they're they're pretty top notch. Yeah, so. they've been doing it a long time. Yeah, as evidenced by their twelfth yeah, anniversary like in December. That. Yeah, whatever yeah. it is, we'll have more details. And there's been a couple even iterations of that yeah. group. So not to get into all that, but uh, I'm, I'm excited for them and and again for Lucy and Field. Uh, but I was saying I got back in town and then uh, had a show last night and it was uh, which Revolt. would be Monday night as your yeah, mo- yeah. Uh, this past Monday yeah. um, Revolt Comedy. Right. Had their one-year anniversary show. Now, explain to me, first of all, what Revolt Comedy is. So, Revolt Comedy, uh, I'll probably uh, mess some of this up, but uh, a guy named Ro, and uh, Ro, forgive me for not giving your whole name. He's got a a, a whole thing, but everybody knows him as Ro, um, and he DJs it. Um, and, and again, I don't know all the ins out ins and outs of it, but I know it's Roe, uh, Brian O'Neill, and uh, ha- has been hosting. I know mm-hmm. Alex Spears has been hosting as part of it. Sometimes they do a tandem thing there, and they get just strong comics, both local and sort of regional, I would say, mm-hmm. who come through. And uh, they they've been really smart about how they advertise and how they they get the word out about their shows because it's packed every time. No, it's awesome. at it's at Heist. They have a, a stage and a, a, room, a separate room in the back, and I've been to a number of their shows just to watch, and they just they crush it every time. Awesome. They just put on That's a great. really really smart show. It's professional. People show up. They got sponsors. I believe Don Julio was their sponsor. They do giveaways, grab bags. They got all the merch. It's just a really really well done That's show. Awesome. And I had the the pleasure and the honor of uh, of closing the show. For them, and uh, and I think it was uh, so. Brian uh, hosted, did a great job. 
They had uh, uh, Bob, the the amazing Bob Meyer was on the show. Oh, yeah. Love Bob. That's great. Uh, and everyone chants Bob every time he goes on stage from, from his uh, time at an open mic that he had uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, Joy Wills, who's a, a newcomer on the scene, she's d- just crushing it. She just hosted for Jeff Dye, actually. Yeah, this, this I have weekend. I have yet to... We've orbited around each other, kind of. Yeah. I know she was at the festival a lot, mm-hmm. and then kind of at the after parties and stuff. And we're now friends on Facebook somehow, but I've never That's met her yeah, she's great. Like personally. But we've, we've kind of are like orbits... Right. brushed up against each other, but we've well, never formally met. Which you will is be awkward. sure to see her. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. so when you see her, it'll be very awkward. <laughs> yes, it will I'm be. Sure. Yeah. yeah, you'll you'll make sure of that. I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it, it would it wouldn't be me. Cross. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Uh, yeah, so she did, she did a great job, and then uh, obviously uh, James, our hustle, who mm-hmm. uh, always uh, crushes it yeah. uh, these That's days. Awesome. He's, he's great, and he's got some some other shows. I think he has a show at the Gibson. In fact, I think there's a show. Tonight, the the fifth Tuesday, you know, which Tuesday. you missed if you're listening to us. Yeah. when the show drops, yeah. I love that you love to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never well, fail. Make sure people aren't going like, "Oh, there's a show at the Gibson tonight." When it's two days, yeah, it's good. I yeah. get, it. I get it. We're not doing it live. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm alive, but yes. So uh, yeah, so he did it, and they do a, this quick intermission. People can you know get some drinks. They got, they just have great everything That's from awesome. specials to everything else. Yeah. And then uh, Tara Brown, yes. Uh, and, she did some time, and then I followed her. Which oh, that's awesome. Who, yeah. who wants to do that? How did that go? <laughs> yeah, Tara's a she is a force, man. She yeah. is kind of she's just blowing up right now. She's got a lot going great. on, and yeah. doing a lot of time in New York. She's being invited up to do shows. She's got some other things. She said it on fa- on Facebook, so I'm not blowing up her spot. But she got invited to to audition for America's Got Talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, this is. Fantastic! It's so great. I was like, yeah. I told her, it's like, you do your B material. Don't bring that A game shit before me. God damn it! I got I need this to go well. So, but Tara's great, awesome. uh, and she does. Uh, Tara also runs uh, her uh, clean comedy brunch. Yep, I believe that's the name of it. So forgive me, Tara, if that's not what it is. Yeah, Check that right. out. Yep. I think that's uh, it's a that's a big sort of uh, niche thing that I think we've been missing here is a, a like. I mean, I'll go so far as to call it church clean. I think they had yep, some young yep, people yep. at the show last time. So yeah. she gets some really strong, clean comics. You could bring the family, uh, do that. So check. I think that's probably on Facebook. Just look up Tara Brown. You guys can. You guys know how Google works. Yeah, it's happening at the Comedy Zone about once a month, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. That they do this um, clean comedy brunch, and it's 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 at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday, and yeah. it's great. It's a nice. It's a good, especially now that the weather's getting colder. It'd be a great way to yeah. to spend a Saturday. Totally, and it'd be yeah. good to to get Tara in here to to catch up with her about all she's got going on. She's it's, it's uh, we should definitely be yeah. highlighting some of her successes and what she's got coming up. Um, so it was a really great show. It's hugely successful as far as I know in terms of people being there. So check that show out next month too, Revolt Comedy at uh, at Heist. Uh, I'm turning this whole thing into a commercial, but I don't care. That's a, hey, listen. that's Because there's something else that I'm very excited yeah. about that that this is just going to feel like a, 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 an advertisement. I'm ready. Uh, the Renaissance Festival is oh. back in town. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why your laugh is like that. Why? Uh, the it's... Renaissance Festival, man. It's the best time of year. It's better than Christmas and Halloween. This is amazing. Mm. Not really my thing. Really? Yeah. Have we not talked about this before? The Renaissance so. Festival. It's it is Disney World for adults, man. This. It's yeah, I've been to one. I've been to one. It was back in Michigan. Um, just not my thing. Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. To, and I we need to. All right. So the people who don't know, because we're gonna get into this. For the people who don't know, Renaissance Festival is they have uh, year long structures where they. They sell wares of literally all kinds of stuff, from clothes to swords and all the <laughs> dumbest and greatest things you could think of. <laughs> but what they have, they have about 15 to 17 different stages where they have live performances. They got comedy, they got jugglers, they got musical acts, they're doing uh, feats of strength and <laughs> high wires and all kinds of shit. They got hawks flying and catching stuff. It is literally everything you could want. They've got uh, different little uh, rides for, for kids. They got the um, my one of my favorite things is the, the 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 guys who make fun of you and you throw tomatoes at them because they're in the yeah stocks. they're in the stockades. I'm, yeah. Forgive me for not knowing what the name of that is. It's like tom- tomato justice, I think is what they call it. <laughs> tomato justice. Yeah, um, that's what they called it back in the Middle Ages. Y- yeah, I think that's exactly tomato right. justice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the reason why I'm bringing this up one is not only because I think it's amazing. Oh, and so people dress up and then there's a joust and. Belly dancers. One of my friends is a belly dancer, and she's fantastic. And like, it just so many amazing things happening there. And you can drink, 
They've got all kinds of booze and all kinds of food. It's like a, it's amazing. It's the amazing. turkey legs are good. Yeah. What's the problem? What What about anything it's, that I said is a problem for you? <laughs> it's just not my thing. That's all. What is that? No. 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 It does. It's, it's not okay. It, listen, at all. I don't have to like. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for me to not be into the same things you're in. I I hear too. I hear it, but it just doesn't sound right. To I me. know. And all right, I get you're it. not it's into just it. Not my, it's just not. You don't like dragons? Is that what it is? You just not I'm not, I am definitely not a dragon guy. You're not a fan of dragons? No, which is why I uh, never got into uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, well, I that and, I don't even know how and, we've ever became friends or are friends. <laughs> no. That's what I. No, yeah, I just, I just, it's just not my. I can't do Lord of the Rings. I can't do any of that. Like, what is your guilty stuff. pleasure? Sort of. Do you have a? Is there a fan? Do you like Harry Potter? Do you like? Uh, uh, I'm okay with Harry Potter. Actually, oddly, dragons all over Harry Potter. What's yeah, that's true. That's yeah. I don't know. I I can't explain that. I think who it, hurt you, Brian? That's what I want to know. <laughs> who hurt you? What's wrong? Who hurt your it's, imagination? It's not your fault. Young? All right, <laughs> I won't beat you up on it, but I I love it. I can't wait. No, that's I'm, cool. That's, I'm gonna go a couple of times. Fantastic. You couldn't stop me. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> stop me from going. I'm excited. But the reason why I bring it up is actually a couple of the guys. Uh, there's a, uh, the Dead Bob show. Uh, which is a sort of a stand-up ventriloquist. Don't let that uh, discourage you. It's like a, the, what he does <laughs> sounds, is really, really cool. Great. Yeah. Uh, he's great, <laughs> and he's been doing it for years. Um, a couple of the guys, uh, Jeremy, um, uh, one of the guys from the Joust. They, so these guys come every year. Well, I was going to say, I'm sure we know some people who are involved. Yeah, so in the, every yeah. year around the, this month and a half or so that they're here, they come to uh, and they do shows around town doing stand-up comedy. And uh, and I just saw they're back at In the Wind Bar and Grill in Huntersville. Okay. Um, they have a show. The show might be tonight, the fifth. But but the last couple of years they've been doing like a, you know, like a, almost like an open mic where they'll bring some people in, but then you can get some time. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, it's worth it to see these guys because they're doing this all over the country. This this is just one of their stops That's like throughout cool. their year. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're just good dudes. They put on great shows. They're very funny. It's uh, they're both they're sort of local and they're, you know, sort of out of town guys. So you know, you know, it's a good it's a good way to freshen up going to some open mics and yeah. stuff. So, uh, be sure to, to look for those guys. Go to the Renaissance Festival. It's kind of great. It's, I might I might do that. <sighs> where's Where's the the Renfest uh, location? All right, in so relation to Charlotte, it's I believe it's Concord. I think it's it, exit fifty two, which well, is so popular tent. No, yeah, okay. no, no, it's not far. It's it's right at the the border, I think, from Mecklenburg and you know it's Charlotte and Concord. Oh, okay, it is. yeah, well, that's not university that far. area, just a couple exits up beyond huh. up eighty five. Right. Yeah, it's not far. Yeah, in my head, for some reason, I always thought it was further away. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Look I, at that, as the dragon flies. You hate you hate it. I get it. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah. It's just not for me. That's all. All right. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. On the on a larger scale, we've had a couple things uh, uh, show up recently. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. You tell me whether we're gonna, we, we'll talk about this now or after. I mean, we got should we take yeah, a we got a few minutes got now. A couple let's, minutes. Yeah, let's we'll, plow we'll get started. So one of the things that that I've been finding fascinating is there's always a, a conversations going on about comedy that is whether it's punching down or or to to something that that gets people worked up about it. Mm-hmm. Gets people angry and upset. Yeah. I think this is. I think we forget that that's always the case. No yeah. matter what's going on, there's always some comedian or something that's saying something that it upsets somebody. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's unique to the culture we're at, even though it's more politicized, uh, publicized now than I think we're used to. Yeah. But Michael Che for the second week in a row. Have you heard? No, I haven't. So last week or the last time they're having the show is a week or two ago mm, I'm Saturday Night Live Saturday Night yeah. Live uh, yeah he does the weekend update uh-huh. he uh, was saying some things about um, I don't want to say her name wrong um, she is uh, Kim Kardashian's mother now <laughs> no is that right now second what mom is? that's right so uh, you mean Kanye no no uh, um I don't want to say the, the what do they call the dead name? Is that what they call it? Um, the <laughs> her father transitioned, and I'm totally dropping the name right Caitlyn now. Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, Caitlyn Jenner. Right. So I think that there's a term for it called dead name, where where Jay referred to you know Caitlyn Jenner as you know, Bruce Jenner. As Bruce Jenner. Okay, yeah. gotcha. That's what I, I, now I, I don't know what the the what you're supposed to say about it. and yeah, people really came came down on him about it, and uh, that so that's one thing. So now we are a week later. And again, um, I bring that up just to say that this is just another uh, week in a row where he's 
Yeah, meet up. He did a he did a, a couple jokes. I think it was a sixty seven year old woman gave birth. Okay. And he told some jokes about it. Jokes in 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 the effect of you know a woman of that age having a kid. You know, what are some of the jokes you would say about that? An older woman. She you know lactation and all this other kind of stuff. So he's getting all this grief. And one of the reasons why I bring it up, not because he shouldn't get it or whatever, is the um, only time I ever hear anybody complain is on Twitter. Yeah. I don't hear it much on, on Facebook. If something comes out, it's usually a reference to that. So mm-hmm. Twitter seems to be this, this place. Because I, I go on all Instagram, Facebook, yeah. you know, Twitter, these other things. Those are mainly the ones that I, that I am active on. Uh, and I only hear that grief coming through Twitter, for the most part. You know, yeah, and I and I just wonder is that uh, for better is that for better or worse? You know, it's a the Twitter is just this place where it's just instant. You know, oh, I have a reaction to a thing, blah blah blah, done, boom, right. and it, it, when it's out there. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before that the, still the majority of people aren't on Twitter. We just give way too much weight to the things that happen on Twitter. Sure, I, I think still you know the majority of the planet certainly, but the majority of the country isn't paying attention to what's on Twitter. Uh, the, the things that happen on Twitter only get oxygen when, when it, when another somebody else picks it up and runs with it. Exactly. So, so as in a kind of a little bit of an experiment, I was reading the article, and a couple of the people that complained were like people who have like 125 followers. Yeah. Who gives a shit? So why? So I guess yeah, it's a little bit of who gives a shit. So the yeah. person that's complaining is like, why have we given any credence to that? That one tiny voice with such a yeah, small it, influence. Now they they've taken that and put that in in this article and given it so much more weight right. now because of that. Right. It, it, it's not to say that that person's reaction isn't isn't valid. It's of course not. Uh, of course, I'm not, and that's not what I mean to say. That right? we've started uh, that we started to equate the number of followers you have with the number of social value, mm-hmm. you know, that you have, which is uh, you know absolutely the wrong way to look at that. But the point being, like, why it, why is that person being offended by this thing? Mm-hmm. And are they just being offended for the sake of being offended, or is there some sort of you know legitimate reason? What you know, are they a sixty-seven-year-old person who's sure. had a baby? Right. If you, um, I think we've um, have had this some conversation before. If if you you can't laugh at a whole bunch of jokes, or what you know Michael Che has done on on Saturday Night Live, and laugh at jokes that have been at other people's expense, right? And then all of a sudden get offended when a joke lands at your feet. That's not how comedy works. Sure. And secondly, it's just comedy. It's not, you know, he's, <laughs> you know, he's he's not carrying a sign picketing in front of this person's sure. house or you know actively preventing them from having a child. Right. You know, it's the, it, the and the headline was you know Michael Che uh, people upset at Michael Che's joke about a six da 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 and now and the first thing I saw was Michael Che's joke. I was like, yeah, he wasn't calling her a monster. Like, it was, a, yeah. you know, and, and obviously humor is a subjective thing. So mm-hmm. some people are going to find it funny. Some people aren't. And then all these people are like, he needs to get out of there. He, he needs to be fired. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, can we just relax? Yeah, it just seemed yeah. a little. Uh, I, I, and the other thing is, I'm sure he's just not. Uh, in the article, they talk about some stuff that the, the uh, you know, the censors at NBC were like, can't do these jokes. Mm-hmm. And then he did other ones. And, they, and it was like. So it went through a process. It wasn't as if Michael Che is the only guy who made who made the decision for this to go right, through. There's right. just, they're just the, they boil things down to that offended me and that offended you know women of a certain age and and yada yada yada. And I'm just not I, I, I'm not always. I think every case is going to be slightly different. And it's just fascinating to me that, like you said, this Twitter gets gets pumped up to to be this place. So this is where you go when yeah. you're upset. This is this is how. People will latch onto this and make it a bigger deal. Because I was also watching Jim Jeffries. Uh, he had a, a thing out recently. Um, honestly, I couldn't tell you which special it was. It was a clip that he mm. put out. Um, it was the because uh, all of his specials, he's just drunk and yelling the c word. So I don't know which <laughs> special. Uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, they do blur together. Yeah. yeah, and he was talking about how you know making fun of Jesus, who, who was actually very short. He was like, "I oh, was Jesus was four seven, and he's just ripping on short people, and making fun of that. It's like. Yeah, that first of all, it's a pretty funny joke if you hear it. <laughs> Second of all, I'm a short person. What am I going to do? 
just going to get mad. I mean, yeah. Most of the time when I'm mad, I just keep it to myself or tell my friends. Right. I don't need to go and try to get the guy to not be able to do comedy anymore. Of course not. Um, and I, listen, I don't always cut land on this side of this this issue. I'm right. just, I'm kind of looking at this and saying, a 67-year-old woman having a kid, I'm sure Michael Che as a human being is like, wow, good for her. I hope everything went okay. Yeah. But it's the, but his job it's exactly is right. to do this. Yeah. And yeah, and he kind of make it fun of him because the the idea, the comical idea of that, yeah, there's there's going to be humor to be found in it. Um, it didn't seem like he was especially cruel, like they were talking about. But and usually, like most things, he tells the joke, and a lot of people laugh at it. Yeah. And then somebody goes, "Nope, that wasn't funny. That was hurtful." And yeah. then everyone goes, "What?" So, uh, coming back to some of the other things we've talked about this before, um, like that Shane Gillis and all that. Mm-hmm. Where I came down differently on that side yeah. of it, so I'm just kind of curious, and and if anybody, I'm kind of curious what other people's thoughts are on it. I mean, do a hashtag of the Comedy Zone podcast, or, yeah. or reach out to us. Let us know what you guys think if that's if that's worth a, a further diving into this this conversation because it seems to come up a lot now, at least on Twitter. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd be interesting. To yeah, hear. I think it also. I think it does depend, you know, a little bit on the on the quality of the joke. I mean, if you look at um, the the Shane Gillis, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, his his joke, you know, he just kind of said something stupid. You it know wasn't I mean? a joke. He was on a yeah. He was on right. a podcast. wasn't even telling a joke. With, right. From what I can and tell you. so context does matter. Of course, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, you know, Michael Michael Che was performing a joke, a a a, a sketch. On a comedy slash right. satire show, the, the, Shane Gillis was speaking, you know, with his buddy in a in a room of someone's house, right, with a microphone yeah. in front yeah. of him, and it, yeah. you know, so context certainly time and place matters. Yeah, um, should anybody lose a job over? Uh, yeah, I think it depends. I think it depends. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's just not. It's not so black and white. So when I no. hear immediately people go to someone getting fired, it's like it's, this is kind of the problem. What's going? Yeah. What's going on? Like how? What if once you start doing that for something like like this, like over a joke, then he takes any power away from that for anything right. of substance. I yeah. think uh, later. So anyway, I uh, just kind of wanted to run run over that and see what people had to think about it. But we'll be back because I also want to talk. So uh, Louis C.K. Uh, performed at the Comedy Zone. Yep. Uh, Sunday, Monday of this week. So uh, that might, that's worth uh, bringing up. It's I worth think. a couple minutes. Yeah. So yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a break and come back and talk about that. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili, and whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, we are back. Thank you for tuning in uh, yet again uh, the Comedy Zone podcast. I'm here with Brian Baltashevitz. Will gone today, by the way. Yeah. Who? No. What, what, <laughs> you know the other guy who's here sometimes? I don't yeah. really remember. There's another guy who's in here? Yeah, sometimes there's a dude. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's All right. a guy. Well, uh, we wish him luck. I don't know, if <laughs> since it's, I don't know who this person is. But. Uh, yes, Will Jacobs, a very funny guy. Uh, Will, if you're listening, you're not listening. <laughs> what, am I, what am I thinking? He's not. He's not tuning in. He's not. Uh, Will's great. Check him out uh, at I am Will Jacobs. 
ask him what he's doing. Uh, so when we uh, so we just finished up uh, that first segment, and we brought up that uh, you know this is something that I I think it's probably fair to say it's somewhat controversial. <laughs> I mean, I think so, yeah. over the last couple yeah. years, um, that uh, Louis C.K. has uh, who's just been arguably the number one comic for many years. Uh, he's one of the most sort of uh, has been one of the most uh, prolific and mm-hmm. unique voices in comedy. Uh, number of special he's a number of specials he has out there he sort of changed the game on this every year i'm going to put out something new and he just yeah and it, it, it would change the uh, the distribution model too by um selling access to one of his last specials for only five dollars at his website yeah um you know so not going through netflix or anybody right. else not going through itunes yeah um and that cha- that proved that you know that can be done if if you're big enough, if you're big enough, you and I can't do that. No, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could do it, just no one's going to do <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so Louis, he's done that. And, you know, even when he was doing that, he was still somewhat of a controversial person. And he also had a, his TV show. And I'm telling you, everybody already knows this, what I'm saying. But he, then he got into a lot of trouble for being, uh, you know, for being a, being a bad guy. He's, he's uh, I, I really don't know how much to get into it, but. It's masturbating in front of uh, a number of women throughout his career yep. uh, against, this, I would say, against their will. Um, uh, look up the story. I'm not here to give everybody that whole exact story and what he did, but I know that he was sexually harassed. A uh, mm-hmm. um, number of people that he worked with, one woman in particular who was uh, on his staff for the show. She ended up getting out of the business, and, and someone who's worked in the business a long time, I think I... That struck uh, me as yeah. as much as anything else. He was known for trying to keep these people quiet. On and on. I know this is the Comedy Zone podcast. I and uh, Louis coming back into this, and I didn't see any real grand, you know, change or apology that came from from him. Uh, oh no, I don't. Th- he, no, he hasn't. He put out a letter in, uh, right yeah. away, and it it was more of a, in my opinion, uh, an I got caught versus I'm truly sorry about this. Yeah. And uh, yes, and then he started showing up from things that I saw on on social media. He started showing up and getting spots at the comedy store. And I remember mm-hmm. there was a couple of women there who, um, who were in the audience who were like, uh, "Hang on a second, I didn't I didn't pay to see this, and now I this is being forced on me yeah, to yeah. see this person who's you know sexually uh, at assaulting people." Yeah, because he wasn't least. on the bill; he was just showing up. Yeah, and they were giving him stage time, and people, which is what he had done, did not expect it. Yeah, not even a year before that, right. where he you know disappeared and got out of it and stopped his shows and stuff. So, uh, so now, I, from what I understand, he's going and clubs are starting to book him mm-hmm. uh, around the country, and I am certainly not here to necessarily criticize you know the club for doing it of course they're going to do that this is i just far be it for me to tell them what they can and can't do i do think it's a specific choice for them to make that decision mm-hmm. and i think i'm sure made the, that decision knowing full well that there will be some consequences to it and that's people not going to shows having a negative opinion yeah. expressing that opinion in a, in a variety of, of ways and places um so louis was here and and i think sales were f- were good and sold out. On four shore. straight sold out shows. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. that's a uh, that's pretty telling. Um, yeah. And again, I'm also not here to to necessarily come down on anybody who went to the shows, um, but I but I do think for all the people who did go, I think there was, let's just say, at least that many, if not more, who chose not to go mm-hmm. and support that, and not going isn't as much a, isn't as loud a voice as going and spending right, the money. Right. Right. Um, I'm someone who didn't go. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't go, go uh, yeah. to the shows, and uh, I had an opportunity to go to one, um, and I, I felt a little yucky about it. I didn't feel that was necessarily something that I wanted to do. There's a lot of other comedians and people out there who I I just rather see who yeah. don't have that sort of history. And uh, no, it also bears mentioning that you know you, <laughs> you and I can get into the you know the, the comedy zone without buying a ticket. Sure. So our voices. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. we go or not go. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. And, you know, I, and, and it's funny because I read it, this is, I think, a was an under the surface sort of debate that was going on among friends and family yeah. and the community and stuff. Because I know some people were just not even put as far as I could tell. Were just like going, can't wait. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. They went and had a great time. I know people who worked there said it was a, it was a great experience, and um, you know, he he was. Fine, mm-hmm. you know, and he didn't jerk off in front of anybody, <laughs> as far as I know. I mean, it's, what's funny is that 
it is funny, and it's also kind of a solid question. Uh, uh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. But then I know there was one person who, who's in the comedy community who posted on Facebook and was like, I know this is going to bother some people, but I want to go see this show. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go. And this person was so influential to me on why I got into doing comedy and was just a very nice, thoughtful, but also you could hear the the turmoil and the struggle of right. making the decision and, and knowing that, that there was going to be some backlash among people that they this person cared about. So I, I, I kind of bring it up just because I imagine this is happening all over the place with him. I mean, it's, it, for me, it was a little hard to reconcile some of the stuff that he did, even though he is such a force in comedy. Right. You know, am I, am I worse for not going? No. I don't feel like I've yeah, just no. because I've you know he's a, I've, he's got a bunch of specials that I've seen. I don't think I'm going to be enlightened any more than I have been in the past. But now I'm just, I, I just chose not to mm -hmm. not to do that. Um, so again, I'm just I'm I'm just a little curious uh, where everybody stands on this. I, I know it's got to be split down the middle, but you know I would I would prefer people. There's only so much we can do. There's only our our influence. Right, we as like people in the community and stuff, our influence can be, can be powerful, and uh, yeah, and it's not sure. I don't, I don't know what my expectation was. Four sold out shows, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think I, I, we, uh, you know, certainly he has the right, and the yeah. e, 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 to have the ability to put himself, you know, out there whenever you know he did. You know, he stayed away for a while, and then came back. And we, especially with performers, we have a tendency to. To to have a short memory, sure about things. Chris Brown, you know, yeah. this is Michael Jackson. If Bill Cosby was to tour now, I imagine he would sell out theaters. I don't know about eh, that. Maybe not. Maybe not. But, That's a, but certainly don't but, want to conf, conf, is it conflate those two things. Yeah, a little different. But but uh, 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 certainly, you know, he still has the right to perform. The Comedy Zone has the right to book sure. whomever they please, and and it worked out well for everybody, and it's great. And 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 you know, the debate then comes, you know, separating the artist from the art. You know, could mm -hmm. you as a performer? Learn something from seeing, you know, Louis C.K. Even such as it is, you know, could you as a performer learn something from seeing Louis C.K.'s show? Well, of course. I I would say, yeah. I yeah. mean, sure. I, I I would say more so. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know how sure I am about that. Actually, I mean, sure. I think he's great, but it's coming now from a from a, a you know the whole. The whole thing's shifted a little bit. Mm -hmm. Now maybe I'm seeing him be, have to be even more manipulative than he was before because now right. he's got to put an extra smile on his face and yeah. do all this other stuff because he knows that now he's working with, you know, he's got such a bad reputation. Yeah, with people who know that what yeah. happened. And like, so yeah. I, I'm not sure. So sh yeah, the guy, I mean, he's fantastic, but... I, there's so many other people that I can go watch. Of course, yeah, who, and, who, and we all have. We all. The beautiful thing about living in America, blah blah blah, is that we have the choice to see yeah. him or not see him. He yeah. has the choice to tour or not tour. The Comedy Zone has the choice to, yeah, you know, to book him or not book him. So it's yeah. I mean, it's it, 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 it's not. You know, I chose. Uh, I chose not to you know go see him as well. But again. My voice, you know, I, I, you know, I get into whatever show I want. Sure. Yeah, but and don't have to pay anything. So, but we also have these microphones in front of us, and we get to talk about this yeah. and voice our opinion on it. So it does, yeah. it does matter. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure. Well, uh, I'd be curious to know where Will lands on this. But uh, yeah, I, I, and I don't. I really don't mean any of this to to criticize the people who did go. Um, I would say in some in some parts, I think there's a little bit of disappointment. But you know, when I read that person's that this is kind of where I was getting to when I brought it up mm -hmm. that she, you know, this person really struggled with the decision. And I think if everyone was that thoughtful about that decision, I think that that's kind of awesome uh, yeah, yeah. And, and an impressive thing, and especially since she put it out there. Um, but I but I I'm, I would be a little disappointed that people were just like ah fuck it I'm just gonna go do it yeah and who cares yeah. and without putting any thought into it I guess I that's what I would uh, I would prefer at least some yeah. thoughtful sort of base because you're right man we can't stop anybody from no matter what they've done we can't stop them from doing that yeah and uh, yeah who knows maybe down the road I would see him I don't know I'm not really sure we'll, we'll see 
you know. I, I think there's a lot of things. I just, my, I think one of my bigger issues, and I've heard people sort of have debated me on this, is like, would it be different if he had a really heartfelt um, apology and took strides to yeah, change got, his... Got help. And yeah, he got yeah, help, and yeah. he, you know, I'm sorry, you put some money to something, or... I don't. I don't know. Those yeah. might be really dumb sort of examples and might offend people. I, I don't really know what necessarily would be the thing that would sort of trigger me and say, "All right, this this guy's changing," or he acknowledges what he's done was uh, was pretty heinous. Uh, but I just I didn't really feel like I saw that. And you know, everybody wants every like this country is notorious. We want to give people a second chance. We right. love a comeback story. But you gotta come back from what? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. So yeah. far, I haven't seen him. Re- I, he took a vacation, as, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. So, what, where, where's the, where's the remorse, man? Where, well, give me something to, to, yeah. to feel good about you be, being here at my club. Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. own it, but they'll tell you. They're the first ones to tell you. This is your local. This is your club. Right. So, right. Um, you know, that's. Just wanted to bring that up. I think it would be yeah. remiss if we didn't talk about that. Yeah, ultimately, you know, I, I don't, I don't hold anyone at fault for any of this. Is yeah. you know the decisions made. I simply, yeah. you know, it just wasn't for me. That's yeah. all. Yeah, right on. Not not unlike the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> well, God, yeah. <laughs> you had to do that. You had to do it. Uh, and speaking of. Um, if you didn't get to see Louis uh, uh, Sunday or Monday, uh, Jim Norton's going to be there uh, yes. Thursday through uh, th- through Saturday. Thursday, I don't yeah, think there's so. a Sunday yeah. show. Uh, and I, I've been watching Jim Norton, uh, you know, on his specials and stuff and yeah. for, for years. And he's uh, – talk about a guy who's some pretty controversial stuff in material. Yeah. He does, but he doesn't get hit for it, you know. He and, like, a telling these guys because that's how good they are. Still that's how good, you know. Yeah, their material can be filthy, but it's it's the best kind. Yeah, I mean, it's the best kind of filthy because they're just really good joke writers, performers. So uh, check them out. I'm going to try to catch at least one of those shows. Uh, One of the things that's a common sort of theme, at least coming from me, is uh, I believe that uh, in comedy, especially today, you've got to be really diverse in in what we do, right? So you've got to be able to write and take acting classes. You know, I'm I'm really pushing improv now. Mm -hmm. I take an improv class um, that uh, was really kind of a game changer for me just in in terms of performing and and as an acting class. And now, um, you know, there's an auditions, like a skilled audition class now that I'm going to try to take for a good audition. Bring up because next week, uh, November thirteenth, which is a, a Wednesday, uh, next week, um, there's a, a an event called Films on Tap, mm-hmm. um, and th- there's been, um, forgive me, guys, I think eleven or twelve of them now that they've done, and I've hosted the, the better part of those, and uh, it's right. it is yeah. fantastic, it's fun, it is uh, basically they go. This one's going to be at uh, I believe. It is Heist Brewery and Barrel Arts, but this is the one that's at Camp North End, right. not the one that's in Noda. Right. So that they have a new sort of location over there. So go check that out. It's always an it's always an event. George Banda is uh, live music um, in between the films. They do that's five cool. films, and it's uh, you get and they pair a beer with the film, the beer that would complement <laughs> the film that you're watching. And you'll get <laughs> you'll get drama, you'll get comedies, you'll get and they're all short films, and and they do a great job of picking. Um, all the stuff they do, and, and I have a great time hosting it. So, That's cool. Yeah, check that out. Because I think, you know, for that, for the you know comics out there, get on get on film, build up a build yep. build up uh, your brand and and yeah, what you know, new things. You know, what I mean, don't just do comedy. Try to get out. And purists don't agree with me on that sometimes, but. Um, I think we all know that's the world we live in now. Yeah, it, it, it's. I mean, we're all walking around with a better camera in our pocket yeah. than we've had access to. How many things? You, I mean, you shot a number of things on on your iPhone, right? Yeah, it, it, and they look great. I've um, um, I've shot uh, corporate videos. I've shot some sketches for Will. I, I've it, it and 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 it just it looks. It's fantastic. It, yeah. I think about like you know what we had to go through to get our hands on a camera when I was in college. Yeah. It, you, I mean, it was you know a blood sample and and you know sign a waiver for <laughs> because the cameras we were walking around with were forty five pounds, yeah. they were like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a piece, it was, and it's crazy, yeah. and the resolution was way less than you know what we're walking around with yeah. in our pockets now and. And we, we all just have it, you know. I've got one yeah. just sitting here on the table in front of me. Totally. There's no excuse, really. There is zero excuse. And I think if you know any filmmaker will tell you, like if you don't know how to do it, uh, then go do it. Yeah. It's that yeah. simple. 
go do it. Figure out how to how to, to edit. Editing is the, again the software is so accessible now. Um, I think uh, I think do it, man. I mean, I look at someone like Spencer, who figured out not that she necessarily made films, but she was she constantly wrote. She wrote in different formats mm-hmm. and, and had to submit these writing samples and stuff. But figure that out. Yeah. And and be a better writer. Go shoot some film. Yeah. Not yet always just yourself. Film other people, so you know what that process is like. Learn how to edit. Those are all things that yeah. that uh, are that you're never going to regret doing them. They're mm-hmm. going to help you be a be a better storyteller, right? And I think in in many ways that's what comics are. We're, we're yeah. just another form of storytelling. Absolutely. And, and the, uh, the key is, though, I will say this: that you just have to do the work. Oh yeah. You know, you got to put your head down and do the work, and that's the you know the tricky part. But that's the thing that that you know most people don't have is that is that grit yeah to you know to take out their phone and shoot you know practice in front of your phone and see what looks it doesn't matter if anybody ever sees it just just yeah see what facial expressions you have that looks good try to get good audio try to yeah uh, all of those things that matter but the little things that nobody wants to take the time to do Mm -hmm. And I think going to something like this, because again, the films on tap is it is just fun. It's That's just awesome. a, you know yeah. you're you're drinking good beer, you're hanging out with a with an artistic uh, group of people, creative people. And I think comics go mix it up with actors, mix it up with filmmakers. There's going to be filmmakers there, not yeah. just the people who've done yeah. what you're seeing on screen, but you're going to see more people. They want to know who you are. Someone just reached out on Facebook saying that they they had a project they're doing. They need some comics. I get auditions just because uh, I'm yeah. a comic and I have you know a little bit of experience with that. So that's what they're looking for. So awesome. uh, go check it out. It's a fun event. Like I said, have a good time, drink some beers, live music. You're just gonna have a great time. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. I think that's everybody awesome. else should be. Yeah. I don't know when my next show is. I was just starting to think about it. I don't know where I'm at. You next. don't know where your next show is. I feel like I feel like Will right yeah, now. Yeah, you better. You got to fix this. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Oh yeah, I am. I'm gonna be on um, uh, Brian LaFontaine's uh, podcast. Friend, friend of the podcast here. Yep. You uh, may have seen. Uh, you may have uh, seen on the Queen City podcast. I network. don't know if I was supposed to say that or not. Now that I now that I said it. What they? Um, you're gonna be on, gonna be on it because I may not be on it for like a month. Maybe I don't know. No, that's all right though. It's coming up. That's it's fine. coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Did see. you already record the interview or? Nah. Thursday. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just looking for my next show. Yeah, I'll be in. Uh, um, Fukuyama Verena in North Carolina. I'm sorry, I don't I don't know where that's at. And then uh, Sean Gibsonville, I'm doing a brewery tour. But um, but I want to bring up, speaking about getting into these other sort of communities and stuff. Next week we have a very special guest. Uh, I'm yes. thrilled about. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Having him come here, Kevin Shimko. Um, if you don't know Kevin Shimko, you're going to know him real soon. Uh, so he is a uh, co-owner of uh, Catch Theater, Comedy mm-hmm. Arts Theater of Charlotte, with uh, Abigail Head. They've been uh, uh, improv teachers and performers um, for for years and years. Uh, he came out of New York and then came here, and he worked with uh, Kelly Semmelsberger's group mm-hmm. for a while and kind of started his own group. So he, Kevin does a lot of different things. I'm really excited to hear him talk about it. So he teaches a couple different levels of improv comedy at the Catch Theater. Um, he also has a thing um, that's called the yes, 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 and box, like a like a, a play on words, like sandbox. sandbox. Yes, yeah. yes, sandbox, where he is like a creative coach. So whatever it is that you're doing creatively, Kevin is a guy who will step in and help you uh, sort of develop your that's creativity. Awesome. And I will let him talk about that further. But he is this he I find him to be one of the coolest, most charming, most talented people around. He taught the improv class that I took. He teaches, like I said, a number of those uh, those levels. He's part of the Soggy Non Improv Group, which, right, right, by the right. way, yep. I th- they're going to be performing this Saturday at Catch, um, at the Catch Theater. So that's uh, November 9th. Uh, the shows, I believe, start at eight, but definitely um, look that up. I think doors are at seven. Uh, Soggy Non's going to be there. It's a it's a phenomenal improv yeah. group. So check those guys out Saturday. And I'm excited for Kevin to be here and to talk more about it because he's yeah. hysterical and he's just a brilliant guy. So. That's what we got coming up next week. He's another one of those guys whose name I've heard um, on mm-hmm. several different occasions, but Kevin and I have never met. So I'm, oh, I'm, right I am looking forward to meeting him. Yeah. Well, you know, we've you know hung out sort of outside mm-hmm. of these sort of environments and for beers or whatever, and uh, he's actually a huge fan of stand-up comedy. And there's always seems to be this weird rift between improv and and stand-up. And yeah. and uh, I'm the longer I've been sort of in the little bit in the sphere of improv, I'm learning more and more about this, and it usually comes. 
from the stand-up comedy side where they, for yeah. some reason, have this weird sort of attitude towards them that it's not, that they're not comedians and right, that, right. which is just a bizarre thing and and that's something that uh, I, I maybe we'll touch on, maybe not. But the longer I'm in it, the more I I, I don't appreciate the cynicism that stand-up has towards it. But um, I would like to know why that's the case. I know it's a slightly different thing, but it just seems weird to me. It's uh, they're both incredibly difficult, and there's this the list yeah, goes on and on about it. What's interesting to me is that, like a lot of stand-ups, who look at improv comics and go, "I could never do that," and then improv comics who look at stand-ups and go, "I could never do that. It's right. like it's totally. such a almost like a mutually exclusive thing. We're like, you know, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do yeah. that. Well, what? Of course, okay. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's weird. Though, it's right? very much yeah. It's very much like that. And it was really fun to, to. I mean, Kevin, we started talking about comedy, and he was just rattling off you know specials and you know, these comics that he loved. And I was like, oh my god, all right. So his his sort of uh, comedy, um, you know, lear- learning comedy it was not exclusive to improv. Yeah. It was comedy, you know, as a whole. So again, that just made me love this guy even more, yeah. uh, you know, because of that fact about yeah. Himself. It, there is that notion too that like you know improv and stand up are are like you know quote unquote so different that you know you can't really blend the two and yet we've done show and again this isn't like you know groundbreaking but we've produced shows at uh, stage door theater on those improv on Friday nights that yeah. have have included improv you know sandwiched by stand up or sandwiched by yeah. I'm funny on the fly and it's worked and they're really really fun entertaining shows yeah and I know that uh, there was a time. That uh, improv actually took place at the Comedy Zone, right? Uh, before uh, headliner shows, right? And they they were kind yeah. of the opening act, yeah, to uh, to other stand-ups. So um, I would be excited to see that kind of thing happen again. Uh, but I do know that uh, actually at Catch Theater they have had uh, stand-up comedy shows there as well. Cool. So hopefully those lines are becoming even more blurred uh, than ever. So I'm excited about that. That'll be we're going to record that next week uh, on the 12th. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, yeah, look forward look, look forward to, to hearing that myself. So. Yeah, it'll be great. That show should drop on the 14th then. On the 14th, yep. right? That's Thursday. All right. Uh, well, I, I think that's it. What do you think, Brian? Anything we want to... I think we've done some good here. Yeah. Talk a little bit about yeah. Hawaii, some controversial stuff. Well, I think we were... Dragons. We talked about we dragons. We talked about dragons. Listen, if we don't talk about dragons in, a, in an episode, I, I feel bad. So yeah, I'm glad it's, we got I think it. we've let somebody down. <laughs> if we in the past. Not me. You haven't uh, let me down at all, but... Yeah, we know how you feel about it. <laughs> Would you fly a dragon if you had the opportunity? Of course, one hundred percent. Well, that <laughs> flies in the face of everything. But they don't God exist, damn. though. They don't. Shame I can't, on you. I can't. I don't want to watch them on TV. But would I get on top of a dragon to fly? Yeah, of course. Who wouldn't? Uh, yeah. But they don't exist. That's just a sh- that's a real shame. <laughs> everything you're saying is a real is a serious <laughs> disappointment to me and our friendship. Uh, all right, that's it for us, guys. I, I'm uh, at King Jason Allen on uh, Instagram. Go to JasonAllenKing.com for shows I have coming up. And, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. See you next time. The Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. 